Hi, Lynn. How are you doing? I am enjoying this because it's going to be 70 degrees here today, we think. And then it's going to rain a lot. I know. It's It's okay. 19 more days till the time changes. Uh, I'm just saying. Spring forward. March 10th. We don't have to talk about the weather because we have Derek Davis from Company that's going to be at the Fabulous Fox starting on February 27th. And then we'll talk to him for a while. In fact, after that, around minute 33, we will talk about the upcoming Broadway series at the Fox for next year. And then around minute 45, Lynn will talk about Drive Away Dolls. And then around minute 50, Ordinary Angels. So we have we have ways to go. So anyway, instead of talking about the weather, because that's always a topic in St. Louis, and we have the city soccer team started last night. Have you been there yet? I have not been to the soccer. I've seen the team play, just not here in St. Louis. I saw them play in Orlando. I had to leave town to go do it. Wow. Well, everything's festive, so I just like this whole vibe of festive. And yesterday I was on the Fox stage when they were announcing the new season, and everything was festive, and everybody's excited about the next show coming, Company. And I have a little side story on that. When I was 15 years old, I was babysitting, and the the acclaimed documentary by uh, Pennebaker was on PBS, it was the cast album of company recording and it changed my life because it introduced me to Stephen Sondheim and it introduced me to this fabulous show. And I knew I had bought the soundtrack and I knew the original Broadway cast album knew every word. I've seen so many versions of this, but I'm so excited because this is what's called the female version. And when it was first introduced in London's West End, I was like, what? What? They're switching Bobby to a girl? Bobby's a girl's (laughs) name, too, you know. I know. Hence the 35-year-old single who's looking at life. So uh, it starts at the Fox on Tuesday, February 27th, and will run through March 10th. This revival won five Tony Awards. And uh, one of the producers told me that it was it's one of the best shows he's ever seen ever seen and i know he was a producer but he's not producing the road show he was just a producer of the broadway show good so, to know i know so that's a long a, a ro- that that long leads us to our guest yes Derek davis hello 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 Welcome. hello thank you so much great to be here i'm so excited to talk to you because you're playing larry oh my goodness that character carl larry is the guy married to Joanne who sings the ladies who lunch. And those performers have been famously Patty Lapone and Elaine Stritch. So I know how, who they are. <laughs> <laughs> so how is it, Derek, playing Larry? Oh, it is an absolute joy to play this role, especially playing it across from Judy McLean, who's playing the role of Joanne. Um I get to be, like you were saying a little bit earlier, I get to be the support of a show, part of the support system, the male support system that is supporting the females who are running the show in this production of the company. It's so beautiful to to be a part of, and I've heard it's incredible to see as well. Well, uh, one of the local, we have another local connection to company, the, the road set 
was designed by Ann Beiersdorfer, who worked with Bunny, the yes. the the one who won the Tony. Uh, she's one of I don't know what they call them, associate designers, but Ann Beiersdorfer of Belleville, Illinois, who designed two shows at the Muni last summer. She did the the wrote the touring set. Oh, fantastic! fantastic. Yeah, so so we have, yeah. <laughs> yes, we have we have a little connection. Well, uh, the music to company is just some of the best ever, and I bet I. What is it like being with that ensemble singing those songs? Yeah, I mean it's a dream. Everybody wants everybody who I know is in theater wants to sing Sondheim, and to get the opportunity to do it eight times a week is just incredible the the music is so timeless uh it's over 50 years old at this point it was originally put out on broadway in the 70s in 1970 i believe and um dean dean jones disney's dean jones (laughs) yes it's and it's 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 just timeless the music is just and it's still appropriate and applicable to to now and it's so interesting that just flipping gender and not changing very much more than that with regards to the um the lyrics and the 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 wording of the script it works perfectly now i you did say that you know every single word and that makes me a little anxious because i got to make sure i don't mess up my lines or mess up the lyrics (laughs) (laughs) that's okay when i yeah um... but but you won't know all the words because they've changed genders on some of the lines on some of the lines yes yes they've had to do that for sure well, as, as, as you know, you have to. And then uh, because there's been different revivals over the years mm-hmm. and they've been all just so special and different. And the one that was directed, oh, my God, who's the guy that directs with like the instruments on stage? He's the one that did the Raul Esparza. The Raul Esparza, Esparza, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, he's very famous, acclaimed director, and he had them all playing instruments and everything. And that was something to see. So even if you've seen it before, I think this is worth going to because, number one, it's rarely done. It's rarely done. And it's rarely done well. I will say that. I agree 100%. Marianne Elliott, our director, who directed this production, she is a genius in how she's made this fever dream for an individual uh, just come to life for the audience. And just the way that she expresses through us um, the interpersonal relationships between couples and people who are single and the struggle of coming through singlehood and growing up and making those decisions when you cross over those numbers. I mean, 35 is everywhere in the show. I'll encourage everybody who comes to see the show to try and find the hidden 35s. They're all throughout the entire show. It's it's just great. Oh, I cannot wait. Oh, you know, phone rings, door chimes, in comes, in company. comes company. Once, once, once you hear that music, you just get swept away. Yeah. And uh, I like that the because it's it's a a woman the three boyfriends yeah I like their arc because it's a little different yeah. and also uh, the fact that the the married couple Amy and Paul who are getting married when she mm-hmm. sings I'm not getting married today it's now a gay couple same yeah. sex couple and a Jamie is and a guy. Paul. Yes, yes. Thing in it. So so I like that. And Jonathan Bailey, that was in Bridgerton, he won a, a Olivier 
award for playing Jamie, Carl. Yes. If you you really know a lot about this show, Lynn. <laughs> She's like so many other people across the country who fell in love with this show in the 70s or even any time between then and now. And now is their opportunity to come out and see it live. And so it's not uncommon for somebody to know quite so much. <laughs> oh, I know. And especially uh, if you've seen because they have they have that uh, the, the Philharmonic version with Neil Patrick Harris that's on DVD and also has been on television. And famously, Stephen Colbert played Harry. Yes. <laughs> which is really fun. You do know they a have, lot. <laughs> <laughs> and they have the thing. But the act, the, the director that did the Raul Esparza, was, uh, or Sparza was John Doyle. He's oh, the, fa yes, he's the yes, famous yes, director yes. That, that does all those unique interpretations of uh, musicals but i read a lot about your director being that so you guys know that you're coming in from a five tony award winner and you got to give the audience what they expect so yes. how is this ensemble this ensemble is breathtakingly as close to perfection as you can get we work so incredibly well together as you can imagine because there are so many different personality types represented in the characters there has to be so many different incredibly strong personalities in the cast, you know, and that could be a recipe for disaster, but it really has been a beautiful melting pot of, well, I'd say more of a mixed salad because we, <laughs> we're still our individual selves um, of uh, characters and everyone is genius in their own right. It's, it's, I can't say enough of how talented, how accomplished and how committed each person is in this cast. And you'll see it. Whoever comes to see the show, they'll see it and be blown away. I mean, the laughter starts at the beginning of the show and doesn't end until the end. The crying starts at the beginning and doesn't end until the end. The you know, it's it's just all encompassing emotionally, and we do our darndest to make sure that we give a hundred percent of what we have every time we hit the stage. It's Sondheim. You can't do anything less. Oh, I know. I always say that if you can't do Sondheim, then don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> don't, don't do I it. I mean. Seriously, because we've we've had that discussion many times here in St. Louis yeah. because he's so challenging so and challenging. you need to do the work. So if you're not willing to put in the work, then. And what's so interesting about Sondheim that I found different from some of the other productions that I've been a part of is that the the depths of the digging in the work for the character is inexhaustible. We get to the stage and every time we leave the stage after our scene, Judy and I look at each other and we're like, oh my God, we found something completely different, completely new, a new nuance, a new a new little spark, you know? And so that's what keeps it so fresh and alive as we travel through the country and do it over and over and over again, is that the way he's written it, both musically and as far as the the, the dialogue, it's just some, it's it's so alive and so new every single time we approach it. So that new generations can find. I think that's incredible that you said that because I have noticed that the more I see Sondheim, because, you know, I just saw three into the woods, like within a year. Yeah. And I find something different every time, every, every time. time there's something different. So the fact that we're talking about marriage and granted in 1970, this was so groundbreaking. This was a trailblazer yeah. for 
comedy for sophisticated adult mm-hmm. musicals and just the way it was. In 1970, there were a lot of people getting divorced and it was a changing time in society. And now, <laughs> fast forward to, we have all sorts of relationship issues. Yeah. You know? Yes, yes, you we know? do. And they're so well represented in the show. And I think we, I, I, I hope we do, and I really do believe that we do do a great job of exploring the complexities of relationships. You know, when people get into a marriage or a partnership, they always want to put the best face on for the general public or their friends and family to see. Here, Sondheim delves into the complexities of it, the goods and the bads, but also ultimately the desire to stick it out and stay together through it all, you know? Um, And then, of course, Bobby is grappling with whether she wants to dive into that world or not. And and that explores the, the, the journey for so many single people in their aging process. Since the play is, you know, 54 years old, I know Sondheim went back in 1990 and updated some of the language to make it not so dated. But now 1990 is, <laughs> you know, that's 34 years ago. Is there still dated material in this? Some of the language is a little dated, but it um, it strangely lends to the humor of it all, you know, because characters like Joanne, she's a woman of a certain age. And so some of her lingo and dialogue, would it only makes sense for her to use certain references in. And I don't want to use the references because I don't want to give like the, the, don't spoil the jokes. It. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but if she were to say something like, Oh, you're over there dancing like Nicki Minaj. What? Why would <laughs> she say that? Sense. It doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? So for her to use the lingo that she uses, it's completely appropriate. And it also okay. makes some of the other characters that are younger that have more of a stuffy air uh, when they use lingo from the past. It also leads lends to their characters' personalities as well. Yeah, but stuff from 35 years ago is now hip again. Yes, exactly. But also in this touring company, there was a lot of work. Well, in the Broadway production, the most recent Broadway production with Patti Lapone and everyone else, um, there was a lot of work to introduce certain elements that are contemporary. So there's a good balance as well. Well, like a gay couple. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. They existed back then, weren't so much, uh, you know. <laughs> not on stage. <laughs> exactly. They were backstage, not on stage. Right. Yeah. Well, you get two signature songs, Sorry, Grateful, and yes. Have I Got a Girl for You. Yes. So those must be fun to sing. Which is now Have I Got a Guy for You because of the flip. <laughs> but yes, they, they are a lot of fun to sing for sure. This, oddly enough, is in my career, I've done a lot of like big roles. You know what I mean? Like leading roles and everything like that. So to be a part of a an ensemble cast like this with everybody who has done their fair share of larger roles, you know, is just so much fun because the only way this piece works is if everyone is huge in their own right, but is willing to come together to support the story that is being told by Brittany Coleman, who plays Bobby. Well, that is good. So what, what's next for you after, I mean, how, how many show, how many cities are you on this tour? 758 it feels like that but I, wow. I don't know exactly how many but it's it's uh the tour runs through uh the beginning of october 
um, and we end, I believe, in Fort Worth, Texas. I there are certain things that are potentially on the horizon. <laughs> uh, we did. I before this, I just finished playing Archibald Craven in the 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 Secret Garden that was done in L.A. that is slated to go to Broadway. Uh, oh. So we're hoping for that to find its wings and get to New York and hopefully take me with it. <laughs> oh, wonderful, yeah. wonderful. Well, I know that you have a, you have a beautiful singing voice. Oh, thank you. And so uh, what what do you hear from people who like are not are do not know anything about this show? What what are you hearing from audience who said like I've never seen this before? Yeah, yeah. they're pleasantly shocked and they the, the strange part about it is because it's so in your face and so so brassy i was concerned that people like my mother would be taken aback by some of the humor and she was like oh my god it was great i had a, such a good time <laughs> i saw myself in so many of this the 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 vignettes in the show so it it people really relate to it um the one thing that i'll encourage the audience members is that it's okay to laugh like <laughs> and sondheim does a great job of defining the world that we're in right from the onset but for some reason, it takes a second for the audiences to warm up to the fact that this is literally like a comedy show. You can belly laugh and we'll hold and let you have it, you know? Um, <laughs> so I've heard that the music is great. It's catchy. They didn't realize that some of the songs that they knew were in this show. Um, and that uh, it's just hilarious. It really is hilarious and heartwarming. Well, Marry Me a Little wasn't in the original. And so yeah. I think people are surprised when they hear it. Yeah, they are. They are. But I think they're pleasantly surprised because it fits in like a glove and it is the perfect bridge for that moment, for sure. Yeah. Well, and hear, hearing your voice is fantastic because I knew that you had played Mufasa in Lion King and <laughs> I can just see it right now. But also you played Scar as well, yes. which... Which did you prefer, or do you have a love for both? I do have a love for both. Mufasa is more like my personality. I, I, I tend to be more of a loving leader and a, a ferocious guardian of my people. Um, but Scar was Scar's a lot more fun. fun to play. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got the big be you prepared. Be prepared, yes, all of it. <laughs> oh, well, you have played some of the... Uh, greatest Broadway characters of all time, besides Mufasa. You've yes. played Cool House Walker yes. in uh, Ragtime, and then also Phantom. Yes, ma'am. Yes. So that's... And that was, that was, that that role holds a special place in my heart. It was the first show my parents took me to see as a kid. Um, uh -huh. And they got me front row seats, and we sat there, and that is the show that made me fall in love with musical theater. So, and I had no idea that I would ever be able to play the role, you know, as, as, as a kid. But my mother, oddly enough, when I was uh, venturing off to do uh, my studies in opera, she she looked at me and she said, you know, you can play Phantom. You can play Phantom. And I was like, ma, get out of here. And fast <laughs> forward <laughs> a few years later, and I did get the beautiful opportunity to don the mask. So when, Is she still with... Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, is, is she still with us? My mother? Yes. Oh, absolutely. And, and so she got to see you. Oh, yes. Several times. Several times. It was, I have a picture 
of the moment where we connected after she saw me play the role for the first time. And the oh. joy that's on her face is a joy that I've never seen before on her face. It's just pride and radiance. Oh, that's that's wonderful. That's just, yeah. With So when you were a kid, how did you know this was your path? Like, what was what was your first instinct? I always liked to sing privately. It, 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 like in my room, I would always sing and everything like that. And I always liked to make believe and pretend. And the books that I would read as a kid, I'd always want to act out the parts and, and speak the parts out loud. And so when I saw Phantom, oddly enough, the, um, the actress who plays Meg who dresses up in the masquerade scene as the little monkey with the uh, the, the symbols. Mm -hmm. She came down stage and she looked at me and she sang directly to me and then she winked. And then she went off and did the rest of her show and it was <laughs> like magic. It was like, oh my God, I wanted, like people can do that for a job? Like, why wouldn't you want to do that, you know? And from there, I was hell-bent on making that my journey. And never lost the passion, truly. Well, where'd you go to school? Long Island University, CW Post. We I studied opera there. They had a beautiful opera program back then. It's since shifted a little more to musical theater, which is ironic. Um, <laughs> but, uh, we traveled the world singing and performing and studying, and it was just a great, great experience. But you are good. There's this tendency now to, well, one of the local opera companies in St. Louis, they have been taking a popular musical and yes. turning it into an opera production. And last year they did Ragtime, which was yeah. phenomenal. It's, it's very and, funny. Yeah. Sorry, sorry to interject. No, go ahead. Go, yeah, go ahead. I'm going to be doing uh, Ragtime with Toledo Opera. I'm going to take a two-week leave from this production, and I'll be at Toledo Opera playing Cole House again um, in April. So oh, that's yeah. wonderful. Oh. I think it's so beautiful that the opera companies are taking the more legit musical theater pieces and using them because rarely do we now nowadays get the opportunity to have an orchestra the size that an or, uh, an opera company can afford, you know, to do these Rodgers <laughs> and Hammerstein, Leonard and Lowe, uh, Rodgers and Hart pieces that are best done with those big voices, trained voices and orchestras. That's wonderful that you get to do that because I just was so impressed last summer to see it again because yeah. ragtime is timeless. It is timeless. It really is. And Carl, it'll be at Stages St. Louis this summer. I know that. And to see that as with all those glorious voices, it just brings something to it with the opera sound. And yeah. last year they did a little night music. Ooh. So... That was very, and then uh, this coming summer, they're doing Into the Woods. So oh, again. Making so many rounds. It's just. St. Louis has a lot of Sondheim all the time. Well, I support it. <laughs> Hopefully that'll continue. Well, not well, all of it's that. She's being very kind, measuring her words. Now, Derek, my wife is going to love seeing you in the show because she's going to say, I've seen him on the Hallmark Channel because she watches every single <laughs> stupid movie and i'm sure it was a fantastic experience going up to vancouver it was it was vancouver and then it was also in connecticut that it was filmed wow they did location shooting i am shocked they certainly did they found a little tiny town in connecticut and 
turned it into a winter wonderland in the dead of summer. Yeah, they put down all that cotton on the yeah. ground because my wife and daughter look at it. Look, you can see the plying. The Simpsons actually did a fantastic parody of it <laughs> yeah. with Richard Kind as the director. And the best line is, he, sa he <laughs> says, this is good enough to fold laundry to. <laughs> the act accuracy of it but we love it we all leave oh, no, it and it, yeah and it. everyone watches it they, they have so much content to christmas they still show christmas movies every friday night and I, my wife has seen yours because she's seen them all oh i love it i love it it was a great time next time she watches tell her to look really closely because in every scene somebody's sweating just a little because it was <laughs> so hot <laughs> Connecticut was horrendously hot and they had to turn off the air conditioning units for all the interiors because or else the sound exactly exactly so we're all in winter clothing in... oh my goodness what's the name of the movie Royal um, Holiday One Royal Holiday yeah mm -hmm. and Aaron Tivet was in it and Victoria Clark was in it and there was so many great Broadway people because it was filmed during the pandemic so everybody was off from the stage so Hallmark took advantage of it uh-huh that was something yeah company got hit because of the pandemic yeah on broadway you know it had a stop and then it had a start again and i know that's just oh well you've led an incredible life so far so i think far. i've said incredible like five times today but it's where <laughs> it's a good it's a good adjective he's okay time. with it <laughs> yeah i'm okay with it <laughs> just as long as it keeps being incredible <laughs> yes so you've also played villains because you played Curtis Jackson in Dreamgirls. Yeah. And and then Dreamgirls is coming to the Muni this summer. Oh, FYI. so that's that's because, you know, that is rarely done, too. Yeah, there yeah. there are ones that just, you know, you need to find the right people. This is true. I know this is very true. Well, the last time it was here, Jennifer Holiday was in it, but oh. she was older, way older. Yeah. Yeah. Did she play Effie? <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was. Yeah, this was 2011. But yeah, but you got to say you saw Jennifer Holiday exactly, in Dreamgirls. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Which, right. Well, the audience was, is very forgiving. Yes. Which was the draw. But interesting enough, an actor named Christopher Jackson played Chris Curtis. Jackson, of course. <laughs> on the mutiny stage, he's actually from Southern Illinois. I went back to see the program, and there it is, Christopher Jackson. I love and, it. and I was so he was Kurtz. So, so that so. the world is small. I know Christopher very well. He grew up in this teeny, teeny, teeny town really? in Southern Illinois. So I just love the stories that you know people that are encouraged. Like you can go you far, can. no matter sure. where you live. You just have to keep putting one foot in front of the other, and the journey will be taken. Cream rises to the top. That it does. Company going to be at the Fabulous Fox starting on February 27th through March 10th. See it because it's here for two weeks. So there's no excuse. There's even an extra day with Leap Day in there. Oh. You have a show on Leap Day. Oh, that's fantastic. Yes, my uh, youngest son, it's his uh, ninth birthday, but he's really 36. <laughs> well, well, we'll raise a glass and cheers his birthday. Yes, I will. He lives in Brooklyn, and he said he isn't doing anything. So I'm like, what? It's a Thursday night. What? Not a lot. Well, there's a lot going on in Brooklyn on Thursday night. But That's very true. maybe he, not for a 36-year-old. He's he's aging out of that. Or a nine-year-old. <laughs> <laughs>
That's true. Well, the pandemic has changed things, but I'm so glad this show is here and it's a revival and it rarely comes to St. Louis. So now's your opportunity to see what changed my life back in 1970. Derek <laughs> Davis, thank you. Break a leg is Larry and company. Thank you so much. I can't wait to be there with you. Thank you. And enjoy St. Louis. I hope you we're going to have a better weather, we think. I'll be there regardless. Of course, <laughs> even if it was like two feet of snow. So. Well, we could have 90 one day and the next day would be <laughs> But as you know, that happens in the U.S. Yeah. So what's your favorite thing to do on the road before we leave? To explore the city. The last couple of times I was on the road, I was in such heavy roles. I didn't get a chance to really explore the cities that I was in and do the things that the people who live there do. You know, um, so and I've never been to St. Louis, so I'm excited to do all the touristy things and then find the best bakery oh i can give you some suggestions there's one on the hill which i'm sure you'll be going to the hill missouri baking company writing it down missouri and you have to have cash but oh yeah they don't take credit cards but there is an atm on site oh well, that's perfect good to go yeah yeah <laughs> so they have yeah the, the hill is really that's the that's where you'll be every... eating at the hill and then right next to the fox is the arts hotel where you guys will probably either be staying or doing a thing because they have a wonderful rooftop bar which is very new yorkish Ooh, i love a and rooftop it, bar my birthdays are usually celebrated on rooftop bars well right there the arts hotel it's Perfect. unfortunately there's construction all around it but if you ask the people at the fox it's there and you have a little taste of home. Perfect. Yes, they have a bar upstairs and then they have a, a restaurant called Commonwealth that's elevated comfort food. Oh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> and so. if you want to see the college kids, Humphreys is right there. But you're going to do all the touristy things. So you'll do the arch. Oh, the yeah, thing yeah, is, yeah. all the <laughs> touristy stuff is downtown, midtown. and But all the people live out west or south. Yeah. I'll get in an Uber to visit the people, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So you have to have St. Louis pizza, and you have to have Ted Drew's frozen custard. And um, okay. people will take you around. And there's a, also lot, a lot of our stuff in St. Louis is food-related. A lot of the <laughs> stuff around the country is food-related, which makes fitting in these costumes challenging. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing you're on stage for two hours moving <laughs> around. Yes, indeed. Yes, because you do have a little song. You do have a little dance with the song. I mean, it's not do. a lot. Listen, Liam Steer said you guys are going to move and you're going to move objects. You're going to move furniture. You're going to do all the things. So we it will be sweat. a workout. We Swirling. Yeah. Yeah. The Bartlett Shear effect. Yeah. yeah and the yeah, John yeah. Doyle effect. They make everybody moving. <laughs> Yes, they do. They do not wait. That's the one thing nowadays. That's uh, that'll be a that'll be a change too to see the way um, that company moves. And it moves everything. The rooms move. The built the floor moves. Everything moves. Everything moves. So I saw a company once where they were still in the seventies outfits, but Bobby had a cell phone. So, <laughs> so Bobby was very rich at thirty five. <laughs> <laughs> right she had one of the cell phones that you had to carry the in a bag, bag. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so i always like you know we'll just see we'll see but um yes i'm just i just can't i i'm Quit fangirling let him go I know. I know. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> well enjoy your time uh and uh side you. by side by side i'll be looking so fantastic 
Yeah. And I'll see you from the stage. Fabulousfox.com. You can get tickets and see showtimes. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you both. This it was, was a joy. It was a joy to talk to you. Same. I know. I, I get, look, I, I worship son, you know, like when he died, like it was. She like, would just go on forever and ever and ever. About sign I would. I would. I mean. And that's all right, because there's so much to be said about him. And we're only yes. doing one show. I mean, if we start veering off into the other shows that he's created. Oh, no. She, if you gave her the <laughs> rope, she'd hang herself. Yeah. <laughs> but but no they're just like you can just go back and listen like oh and all his birthday concerts i have like everything i have like all the soundtracks all the the dvds and but if you go back online and see six by sondheim yeah oh or and then just or well i think it's on hbo and then just see and then uh just to see how fresh his stuff can is stays Yeah. yeah yeah It doesn't, it doesn't age. I was so excited yesterday when they were, they announced the new shows and I got to interview the producer of Shucked, who is local. And I cannot wait to see Shucked. I've heard, I, I haven't gotten to see it because I've been working at the same time that they are, but I've heard it is so funny. And oh, so Lynn, good. Lynn's got the lineup. Yeah. So we have Back to the Future. John Come O'Brien, on. who programs the Fox. Yeah. He said it's fantastic. He yeah, loves it. it. And uh, a beautiful noise is coming, Neil Diamond. And I just saw Neil Diamond tribute band because I'm old and he was my mom's favorite, you know. And uh, so because that, you know, I think on tour, that's going to be a great show. Yeah. And then Shucked and then Some Like It Hot. Oh, my gosh. That was so good. Well, Jay Harrison G uh, was on stage at the Muni this uh, the couple summers oh, ago. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was Roxy in Chicago. Yeah, and that was really groundbreaking for the Muni. And then he also did uh, Kinky Boots. He was Simon oh, really? and Lola. So we're we're big fans of his. You yeah. know, are they? They. They. Yeah. I got up. I ran Damn. into Damn. funny funny story. I ran into him at the hotel, and. I was there to meet some people and out the the pool, they have this most beautiful pool. If you ever get a chance to be at the Muni or whatever. Yeah. And uh, he, uh, this figure comes out the doors, very tall, very elegant, yes. moved like a dancer, had yeah. a leopard print kimono on. Of course. And <laughs> yeah. as one does. Uh, yeah. And uh, he had, because it was COVID time. I mean, it was, we were still wearing masks. Yeah. So yeah. he had a mask on. And I was, so he comes walking and I was like, I have to say something to him. But I didn't say like, I'm a local reviewer, blah, 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 blah. Right. You know, I just said, excuse me. I go, are you Jay Harrison G? And he nodded. And I said, oh, and I did the thing. I just did the, <laughs> like, oh, I love you. You're so, because they did Chicago again. That's why I was in town. I said, I just loved you in Chicago last year and in Kinky Amazing. Boots and, you know, break like, and he was like, you know, well, thank you. And, you know, you know, but he was just so gorgeous looking yeah, when he yeah. came yeah, on. He has such a presence. I know. Presence. Like I was like, he's a dancer. Cause just the way he moved, you know, mm-hmm. you can tell with dancers as Carl. Yes, no. Right. And then Lynn, there's also Peter Pan's coming. Yes. Six, six is coming back. We had six oh, a year good. ago, and it was fantastic. And they were already bringing yeah. it back. Oh, good, 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 good. good and good. and Juliet. 
Oh my gosh. And you're forgetting, you're forgetting Kimberly Akimbo. Akimbo. Tony Winner. Yes. That's so that's really good. It's with eight that's eight good shows, and then they already announced Hamilton. Oh so gosh. That's a season. My goodness. I know I'd like that's to be a season ticket holder there. I know that's why it's gonna be exciting. And so you're you're here when everybody's a buzz. Oh, that's you great. know, because everybody because yeah. the season this year has been pretty good. Like I wasn't expecting Funny Girl to be really anything. And that uh Katrina uh Katarina McCrimmon. Okay. She was uh, she blew the roof off the oh, box. Good, good. That show People only just... is good when any mm-hmm. is great. Well, and then Mrs. Doubtfire was fun. I didn't I thought, oh, this is just gonna be the movie, but it was it was fun. Yeah, it was with yeah, Rob and yeah. his wife. His wife, yeah, 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 and the daughter is there as well. It's, it's, it's. Well, she's not in the show, but right, you know, right. No, they bring her. They bring her out. Oh, do they really? Yeah. Oh, Ed that's Curt- so good. Ed Curtain call. Oh. oh, that's so cool. We love Rob here. He's a. He's been at the Muni a bunch of times, yeah. and uh, he is just hilarious. Yeah, yeah, the kindest soul too. He just is a great person. And so talented. I oh, miss. God, yeah. I miss. Uh, Doubtfire because I was out west, but because they had a day after Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, they opened day after Christmas, and uh, that. But no, you know, it's surprising. They had Jagged Little Pill, which I love. It was only here for a week, and oh wow. Yeah, Jagged Little Pill was only here for three days. I, it could have gone longer. I think more people would have enjoyed of course, it. Of course, of course. I bet they bring oh. it back. The crowds were. It was like ten degrees. It really was. It was like ten degrees. And it was packed, and people loved it, and people went crazy for it. And have to check the temperature for when we're going to be here <laughs> because we keep changing. We were just in the Arctic tundra wherever we were just before here, Des Moines, Iowa. It was, well, uh, it, we had four inches of snow last Friday, and now oh it's sixty-one, and it's all gone. And it's seventy-four here. Hopefully, it'll stay in the sixty-ones when we're there. Uh, next week, when you get here on Tuesday, high of seventy-eight. Seventy-eight. Yeah, high of 78, but the low on Wednesday will be 33. Of course, of course. Yeah, well, get that drink uh, on the top bar <laughs> the, the day it's yeah, on opening night. The yes, day it's 78. Sure. You know? or, or your day before, it'll be 71. But it's but the, most of the time you're here, it's going to be 60s or 50s. Okay, good to know. Good to know. That's not bad. I don't mind that. Less now, sweating. They'll they'll have the top bar open. Yes, good, good. I'll be there. Yeah, and Beetlejuice too. Carl and I just love Beetlejuice, and it was really fun. Was, and I, oh yeah, and Brittany was in that. I love talking to people coming town and stuff, and it's just like you know, like the tour people. There's always the young people that it's their first one. They're so yeah, excited. They've yeah. been like on cruise ships, yeah, you know, yeah, and then yeah. and then now they're going to get to be visiting cities, and then and then the older ones who know the ropes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and absolutely. Uh, they just, uh, they know how blend. to take care of himself on the road. Like, you know, not do the rookie mistakes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and when, when you travel with Lion King, you have like just trucks and trucks of costumes. And, and oh, the cost, I, I interviewed a costumer one time. They have to get there so early mm-hmm. to make mm-hmm. sure every costume is okay. Is ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think that the Lion King opening is the greatest opening Same. of any musical 
ever. I agree. I'll have to agree. It still makes me cry when I see it. Oh, I know. Tears. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's just, oh, yeah. And the elephants and, and little kids. Yeah. Little kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. The little babies. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And and it's just, I don't know. It's just become so much a part of uh, uh, when, when Broadway came back. Uh -huh. And I think The Lion King was one of the first things back with the, uh, they were on the Today Show or mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they showed the cast back on stage. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Disney Disney does it well. They And they have the resources to be able to, you know, get all the protections that were necessary at the time into the theater to get the show back up and running before some of the other smaller productions were able to. So, yeah, they definitely were the first back. You know, Derek, you were in Lion King in 2012, right? Yes. And on Broadway. Yes. The Marriott Marquis is right there. Uh, yes, it's a, just across the street from the Minskoff. I were you, were you there in April, maybe? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Then I saw you on Broadway. Oh, fantastic! Because I took the Disney Fantasy from Germany to New York, and then New York down to Florida, and Disney kicked everybody off the boat to uh, have their christening party and sent everybody to see lion king on they put us up in the marriott marquee yeah and sent us to see lion king while neil patrick harris and mariah carey were on the ship but we got to go see you on broadway oh that's crazy while disney did their uh vip party on the ship and then we were on good morning america and my daughter yeah. was ariel on good morning america in 2012 so i've seen you on the great white way that's amazing. Such a small world. But now, wait a minute. You did a transatlantic ride? Yes. How was the, that? The cruise that never happened. Because they needed Disney princesses to be on with Sam Champion on Good Morning America because yeah. they were highlighting the brand new ship. So they bring it to New York Harbor and they do the big fireboats and all that. Yeah. And she was Ariel. So we, my wife and I and my daughter, we took her out of school for six weeks she was only in second grade at the time we did the whole crossing the crossing gives all the people that are working on the ship an opportunity to it's just like a soft opening of a restaurant yeah yeah but we did everything and she was on tv and we got to see you and crossing the atlantic is weird because you just look out and there's ocean yeah they did not have like normal television reception except the night of the oscars the night of the oscars they made sure to beam that because it was on abc yeah. they beamed it onto the ship so people because they knew that a lot of people were in media and uh -huh. they wanted to see the oscars so <laughs> they made an exception to turn on the satellites for the oscars wow wow that's so it, cool it, it was great and uh, thank you for being a part of my journey because that is something that my wife and i still talk about oh that's so great it's my pleasure. And thank you for bringing it up and making the connection. That's so cool. Because I, I, I was thinking, I'm like, wait a minute. He was on Broadway when I was, it was, it was just a fun time. So good. So good. Well, Carl, among his experiences, he was one of the balloon holders for Thomas the Tank Engine for I, the Macy's three Thanksgiving Parade. Three, three times. Three times I did uh, a Power Ranger, I did Thomas the Tank Engine, and I did one of the uh, Macy original balloons of, I think, the Fireman. Oh, oh cool, cool. <clears throat> That's got to be so tiring 
to walk yes. that entire time holding that balloon down. Yes. Well, there are so many people that do it. Yeah. I think, and we're going to pass, uh, we were going to do it hmm. this year, but now I think we might be doing it again next year because it's coming up on a hundred soon. And my wife says, we got to be in the hundredth because we yes. did 88, 89 and 90. So we're going to probably do it again. Oh, the hundredth is going to be huge. That'll be huge. Yes. Oh my God. Well, yeah. And then, and See, then now he's... I'm talking his ear off. <laughs> I don't mind. But he, yeah, but you got, you got great stories, Carl. I love finding out. I saw certain people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm uh, such a theater nerd that I keep my programs. <laughs> so do I. So do I. Yeah. It's a big shelf and they, yeah. and they all look yellow <laughs> and white. And so you can't tell what's, which one's which. Well, they're in big special Play-Doh thing. And yeah. Oh yeah. Out. You can get those. They yeah. sell those. They do. I, I know. Like eight of them. <laughs> <laughs> I need to I need to get those. I have shoe boxes dated by the year in my closet, you know. Well, but works. one of my theater critic friends said, Oh, do you have like a shed in the back of your house for all your programs? You know, <laughs> have a library. But sometimes, you know, like it, it is beneficial to see like famous people now when they were just starting are people that you like and it you know really is. Yeah. That they I've gone back was, and I've seen people that I worked with that I fawned over back when I was younger you know it's it's such a crazy it's it's beautiful to see it the circles come around yes and especially theater people know like the the people who you know do a lot of theater work you know the names yeah oh yeah absolutely that are that aren't you know household names to other right. people right. but it's a tight-knit community you it guys is. all support each other we certainly do the best we can we certainly unless do. you're competing for a role and then we support each other once we're done competing. <laughs> yes. May the best person win. Yeah, sta stages right now. Well, they went to New York last week for auditions and they had told the local people, uh, well, uh, we're we're going to New York. And if we see other people, you know, then then we'll let you know. Yeah. So that's a thing, too. You know, it is. is, the, it is. They go to New York and then the local people are like, they pick me, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's just that. But oh, rejection. <laughs> there is a very funny skit on SNL about an acting class. Did you see this, Carl? Yes. It's when Jacob Elordi hosted and he comes into this acting class to to talk to the students and they're asking him about his like first roles and like, how does he handle rejection? And he's playing an actor who's never had to work for anything yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> just always cast like yeah. just by luck like he got off an airplane and he was cast in selena gomez's music video and and then because they're like well how do you handle rejection and he's like i'm not familiar with that's that that's never happened to me <laughs> said no actor ever <laughs> right <laughs> yeah that's the hardest thing i think you know to, yeah. Yeah. Just, just, but the energy, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the energy cool. that people have and that, but no, I love seeing audition scenes in, uh, in, uh, movies or, you know, just because they're hilarious. Yeah, they really are because the they're one... actually pretty accurate sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, the waiting for Guffman one, that was the best. <laughs> when Fred Willard and 
Catherine O'Hara go. They play the travel agents who've never been out of Blaine, Missouri. Uh-huh. And uh, they go, what time is it? It's midnight at the Oasis. <laughs> and, then <doesn't> somebody, <laughs> and then somebody reads a, a scene from a Scorsese movie, right, Carl? Yes. So. And yeah. Yeah. All right. No. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm we gotta go. I'm he's got a, he's he's okay. a he's on morning radio, like he wakes up at 3 30. So this is oh. his uh this is his time to go nap, nap. time. Well, <laughs> have a lovely nap and thank you both so much. This has been a beautiful start to the day. Well, thank you. I, well, thank you and take care. And uh we will see you next week. Okay. Sounds like a plan. Appreciate it. Thank Pleasure. you, Derek. Thank you both. Take care. Bye. Bye. Carl, I, yes. I I saw Drive Away Dolls. Oh, tell me about it. It's a very sex positive lesbian <laughs> road trip movie. Yes. Some people are going to be highly offended. Some people are going to be uncomfortable. And some people are going to applaud its audacity. Now, this is one of the, what, Ethan Cohen? Yes, it's Ethan Cohen. His and brother his daughter, is Joel. right? No, his wife. His wife, who, okay. Who identifies as queer. Okay. They have a non-traditional marriage. All right. And they have two children, grown children. They've been married since 1990. Apparently, she edits some of his uh, stuff. Movies. So he, she might be Robert Jane's, and uh, they got together on this. And this is her experience. She based on some of this that they both co-wrote the screenplay. Uh, she based it um, on her experience in in lesbian bars. Cool. So it's a goofy, crude, crime caper. Uh, they fully lean into the B genre, B movie genre. It's got a good cast. It's got a good cast. There are winning performances. Margaret Qualley plays this motor mouth, very promiscuous lesbian. And uh, Geraldine Vishnu. Vishwanathan. From, from Cockblockers. She plays a very uptight lesbian. And, she, and uh, they uh, decide on an impromptu road trip to Tallahassee. Because Geraldine had one to see her grandma. So <laughs> anyway, along uh, they they pick up a car to deliver as their means of transportation. And in the back of the car is this briefcase, a la Pulp Fiction. Right. With something mysterious in it. So uh, the criminals that didn't get the right car are after them. So they become embroiled in this chase for the briefcase. Now, Coleman Domingo is called Chief, and he's the brains behind the operation. And then there's these two goons that are totally inept by a Joey Slotnick. Remember the single guy, the TV yeah. show? And uh, C.J. Wilson. And they're totally inept, bumbling goon criminals. And they're funny. And the girls are quite uh, good. And Beanie Feldstein plays Margaret Qualley's ex-girlfriend. 
and uh, you see dildos all over the place in this movie. There's just no way not to get her. I mean, there's no way getting around it. There's a phallic symbols abound everywhere in, in this film. So this is not your usual movie. No, but I just found it was uh, as 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 winning as the performances and some of the things are funny. I just found most of it very forced humor. So it was it's not fun. It might be funny, but it's not fun. Right. It's and it is uncomfortable to watch. You know, you're trying to be. Modern sensibility. You felt guilty for not liking this movie. Well, yeah, because, you know, you think, you know, far be it from me to judge anybody's, you know, life choices. So I don't want to be an indictment on life choices, but but I just didn't think it was it. It was cohesive. It just is all choppy. And and um, uh, there are there are just some laugh out loud things. And then there's some things, for instance, Bill Camp, the MVP of character actors, plays Curly, the guy who books the autos at this place. And they just drop his storyline. They go back to it a little and then they just drop it. And uh, yeah, I just, I don't know, because uh, Ethan and Joel are going to get back together. Yeah, and make another movie. One of the complaints about their movies is they don't know how to end them. That is true. And therefore, but I also, like Jim Tudor said after this. Joel made Tragedy of Macbeth. Ethan made this. Yes. So you're saying Joel is better? (laughs) I'm just saying. Or Joel, or Ethan brings the funny. Well, Ethan does bring the funny, and I understand it. And he's really, he's going to have a B-movie trilogy. The next one is called Honey Don't, and it's going to have Margaret Qualley, but it's also going to have Chris Evans. Okay. So that'll be interesting. And, uh, you know, I understand, you know, sometimes the Coen brothers, for every No Country for Old Men, you get lady killers. You know or inside, inside Lewin Davis. That is age better. But, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I say no. But, okay, but Ethan just did Jerry Lee Lewis, that documentary. So that was serious. Yeah. I know. So, I mean, you know, you know fully well when you're going into a, a movie with a Cohen brother name on it, because their last one was Buster, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs in 2018 yeah. together. Now, parts of it, I, you know, parts, parts of it were fantastic. Right. Like the, Tim Blake Nelson, the Tim Blake Nelson stuff was really good. Right. It, and But the James Franco stuff was weird. Yes. And and uh and and then the 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 you know that Harry what's his name Harry Melton Harry Melling Melling yeah yeah but uh for every you know you know you're gonna get absurd you know you're gonna get very distinctive style so you go with it but it doesn't mean you're satisfied by it. 
because, uh, you know, for, like I said, for every big, and then there are some movies that take a while to age better. Cause look, Big Lebowski, which I saw at the theaters and laughed hilarious, uh, found it hilarious. The world took its time catching up to it on VHS. Right. And Oh Brother is fantastic. And that was embraced immediately. Right. And then also. But, that, but you, could also, you could also say that Raising Arizona was embraced immediately as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it just depends what, you know, but you know, going in what you're going to get. But this right. one, I think people are going to be surprised. Okay. By how well. explicit it, because it is very explicit. <laughs> I understand. It's not like euphemistic or, or, you know, skirted around or. It's in your face. Yes. Well, Lynn, is there anything else that you saw this week? I saw Ordinary Angels with Hilary Swank, and it is exactly what you think it's going to be. It's going to be a tearjerker. It's going to be based on a true story about a little five-year-old girl who had uh, needed a liver transplant. And um, it's going to be very well received by people who just want a feel-good movie. Okay. And that's it. <laughs> you know, sometimes you just want a real, uh, you know, some people, you know, you start, you know, you're going to tear up because the mom dies in the first five minutes. Ah, why do you say that's well, not because it's in the first five? No, because it's in the first five minutes and it's about she had this disease and her daughter inherited it. And now they're trying to get a transplant for the little girl. Okay. So, you know, right away, like, uh, here we go again, you know, <laughs> speaking of, so that is it. And then we have a documentary produced by Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. If those two names ring a bell and it is about, uh, it's called kiss the future. And it involves you too, and it's uh, involves Sarajevo about what it was like in 1984 Sarajevo, and uh, I just got the link, so I haven't watched it yet, but I'm very excited to see it. And what else is there, Carl? Well, there's you on the radio every Friday. Yes, I'm on the radio every Friday, and Carl and I saw Dune too, but we can't talk about it till. No, we cannot. Don't you dare break embargo. I'm not. So, yes, I'm on the radio every Friday with Jennifer and Wendy at 11.08, and I'm in the Webster Kirkwood Times, my review of Drive Away Dolls I just sent in this morning. And uh, then I'm on uh, our podcast, and we have our website, poplifestl.com. And Carl, where can we find you? I am on KMOX on the weekends for Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. On Monday through Friday, I'm on the Mark Cox Morning Show on 97.1. Oh, yeah. And I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and threads at underscore Carl the Intern. It's a lot. I'm everywhere. I know. Well, Lynn, I hope you have a great weekend and enjoy the weather and stay out of the rain. Thank you, Carl. I hope you do, too. And I'm really excited to see company on Tuesday. And you'll hear about good. it. If Yeah, it looks good. It looks good. I'm trying to lower my expectations. No, I hope you're exactly right, exactly where it should be. Bye, everybody. Bye. Stay safe. Be well.